Let's, let's be seated. Go ahead and be seated for at least a few moments. Man, what a good, good presence of God. It's like, I almost, do I even need to teach or give the word that I had before? Because I felt like the prophecy was so, so similar. So we're going to get into some things in the word to kind of unpack some of what we just heard, I believe is how the Lord's working this together. He's prophesying, and then it's like, okay, now let's explain some of that. And, uh, and some of what I heard the Lord speak was about being distracted and not being distracted, not being, not being distracted by the things of this world or by what others are doing, um, about being focused on what the Lord's told us to do, amen. And, uh, and so I wanna, I wanna talk about our minds, where our minds are, and how that has such a, an impact into everything else. And uh, Romans 8, if you will, turn with me there real quick. It's after Acts. If you've gone to the Corinthians, you've gone too far. Romans 8, verse 7. No, verse 6. Romans 8, 6, for to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. Sometimes what we're experiencing is due to where our mind is stayed. So if we're staying our minds on things that are of this world or just have no eternal value, if that's where our, our, our minds are, we're going to experience something different than what the Lord intended us to experience. We're supposed to experience the life of God. That's what he intends for us. That's what he provided through the cross is his life. But we will miss it just by the fact that our minds are contrary to it. So we have to have minds that are what? Set on the spirit. We have to be thinking that way. That, that means that I'm not thinking about just natural things all the time. And my, I have to be intentional about this. It's not going to happen by accident. I don't think anyone accidentally is spiritually minded. It's easy to be accidentally naturally minded, but I don't think it's possible to be accidentally spiritually minded. So we have to do this intentionally. And there's going to be thoughts and there's going to be things that you see and things you hear and things that others say and things that are done to you where you're going to have to intentionally say, I'm not going to look at that. I'm not going to put my mind on that. I'm going to put my mind on something that's spiritual. And God said, Jesus said this, my words are spirit and they are life. So when we're focused on what he said, we're focused on things that are spiritual. And so our minds have to get in tune with the things that are happening in the spirit. And, 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 and part of this is uh, that when we are aware of the spirit, which by the way, we're spiritual beings, right? You, if you didn't know that. You, we're spiritual beings. We have born-again spirits. They're in, born in the same image that is, that the, that's God. And then God is a spirit, right? So if we're going to have any sort of connection with him, it's not going to be in the flesh. We're not going to be carnally minded and have a great connection with our father. Why? Because he's not a carnal God. The scriptures say he's a spirit, and so we have to connect with him by the spirit. Now, the spirit realm exists whether you are mindful of it or not, whether you know about it or not, it's there. 
constantly. It's a constant. There's, it doesn't flux. In fact, the spirit realm is an eternal realm. Everything that we see, the carnal, it's temporary. Second Corinthians, turn with me to 2 Corinthians real quick. Chapter 4. It's a short right turn. I've gone too far. Chapter 4, verse 18, context here. Paul's talking about um, his light affliction, our light afflictions, but, but, a, but for a moment. That's the verse 17. Our light affliction, but for a moment, is working for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. So he's saying these natural carnal things that are happening to us, they're just temporary and they're, they're light. They're not, real, they're not as major as we might make them out to be. And they're also doing something for us in the spirit. They're working for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. Verse 18, while we do not look at the things which are seen, but the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporary, but the things which are not seen are eternal. So focus on what you can't see is what the message is, right? And that's that's like, well, how do I look at something I can't see? Well, you do it with your spirit. You do it on the inside of you. It's not something you can do with your natural eyes. We're not out here trying to see into the spirit. It's like, that doesn't work. You might see something you're not supposed to if you try to do that. We look on the inside. We perceive things by our spirit, and we focus there, and that's where our minds, and by the way, you have this connection between your soul and your spirit, and the more your mind is focused on things that are spiritual, you'll, you'll, you'll realize that you can kind of turn the faucet from your spirit to your soul, which means all of a sudden you get things from the spirit realm that you couldn't get any other way. And that's how you can do things like uh, where the spirit, the Bible says that the spirit will uh, give us things to kind of show us things to come. And that happens when our minds are aware of spiritual things. And everything, everything in scripture works based off of, it's kind of a, the pretenses that you have a spiritual mind. Nothing's gonna work for you with a carnal mind. Healing's gonna be real tough for you. Uh, believing that God's gonna prosper you is gonna be tough for you. Walking in love is gonna be real tough for you. Doing what God's called you to do. Believing God for that big thing that you are supposed to do. It's like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, someday I'm gonna walk into this big plan that he has for me. Not, not if you're carnally minded. It's, ne it's never gonna happen. Can't. E everything that we're taught to do is really contingent upon, are we spiritually minded? Because if we're carnally minded, we're gonna miss it all. We're gonna miss everything because we're just focused on things that are natural. And when you're focused on things that are natural, things uh, like was said earlier, like I'd rather have 10 minutes with the presence of God on me than, than have the whole world and all its possessions and a fence around it. If you're spiritually minded, that makes sense. If you're carnally minded, that's like no way. I would, not, I would not make that deal no matter 
no matter how long I'm gonna experience the presence of God on me. But spiritually minded, it's like, yeah, I'm, that's 100% what I want. Everything works by our minds being renewed. Remember Romans 12 says, don't be transformed, or don't be conformed to the world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. What's the purpose of that? So that you can prove what's the perfect, good, and acceptable will of God. How can I know what the will of God is concerning anything? Well, when my mind's renewed to the spirit and my mind's spiritual and I'm thinking on spiritual things, my, uh, my perception and my soul will be able to perceive what God wants. What is his will in this situation? And this will have an effect on what you, uh, what you do as far as with your career. It'll have an effect on your marriage. It'll have an effect on your dealings with others. You know, it's a lot of times when I, what you see happen when people are get carnally minded, they end up making uh, people who are their brothers and sisters in Christ, their family, their enemy. And that's a, that's a common thing that carnality will produce. It's like, well, if you saw things in the spirit, you would know that's your brother. You would know that that's the person on your team that you're supposed to be in battle with. And you've turned and you, it's like one of the things in the Old Testament that commonly happened when the, when the Israelites turned and worshiped the Lord when they went into battle is the, the opposition would start fighting one another. They would start getting confused and they would battle each other and then the Israelites would walk up and they're all dead. Like, wow, that's awesome. I think it's sad that sometimes that happens in Christian circles, that we start infighting because why? We're thinking too carnally. It's like, that's not your enemy, that's your brother. And I don't know about you as a parent, I have to remind my kids all the time, your brother and sister, you don't have... You're not enemies, we're on the same team and we're trying to get the same outcome. Stop fighting. It's like, I think that happens sometimes with us is we just get so wrapped up in just flesh and it's carnal and it's about, well, what about me? And it's like that type of stuff is so, so opposite of, what we, of who we are in the spirit. Who are we in the spirit? Well, we're just like God. So we're gonna see the fruit of the spirit. What's the fruit of the spirit? We're gonna see some love. We're gonna have true joy. We're gonna have peace. We're gonna have all these things, long suffering and gentleness and kindness towards one another. That's all gonna be produced in us because why? Because we have our mindset on things that are, that are unseen. We're focused on the unseen things. And that's how you can have people who do you wrong. That's how Jesus could be in the middle of being crucified and look down on the people that are doing that and say, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. How, how could he know that? He's in tune with his spirit. He's, he's spiritually minded. He's not looking and judging things carnally. He's looking at spiritual things. And so spiritually, he's perceiving they're doing this out of ignorance. They're not doing it intentionally knowing who I am. 
So that's why he's even pleading and like he, he's going on, behalf, on their behalf and, and asking the Lord to forgive them, which is absolutely like, if, if that's you up there, are you gonna make that same move, right? It's like, no, Father, strike him down. <laughs> I, wanna see, I wanna see the days of Elijah again and see fire from heaven. It's like, no, that was carnal, that's a carnal way of thinking. We're of a different spirit. And if we're, if we're mindful of that, and if we're aware of who we really are, we're, we're gonna see things, and we're gonna see people differently. We're not gonna see them according to the flesh. We're not gonna see them just according to their actions. We're gonna see them according to who God says they are, which, which by the way, takes what? An intentional decision to do that. It's not gonna just all of a sudden, you're gonna get rose-colored lenses and be able to see people spiritually. Like you have to intentionally say, I'm not gonna focus on what you just did there. I'm not gonna, what does love do? Pays no attention to a suffered wrong. I'm not gonna pay attention to that. So by not paying attention to that, I'm, what am I doing? Focusing on things that are unseen about you. I'm focusing on things that are beyond what is just carnal, what anybody can identify about you. I'm gonna focus on what is going on in, inside of you that is eternal. And what's that, what will that produce in me? It's gonna produce life. It's gonna produce peace, which, which is what we just read. It's like, we're supposed to live full of the life of God. We're supposed to live in joy. We're supposed to live in peace. We're supposed to live with all these things working in us. How? Well, you have to stop focusing on what so-and-so did to you. You have to stop focusing on what's going on in, in circumstances that are just natural. We have to stop focusing on and just name anything that's just of this world that, that the Gentiles focus on. And we have to focus on things that are not seen. And when, when we're focused on things that are not seen, that puts us into a place where we're completely aware of what we really have, which is like crazy over the top, so abundantly blessed we can't even possibly comprehend it with our natural minds. Like when you have a, just a grasp of the inheritance of the saints and that we are co-heirs with Christ, what does that mean? It's like when you realize what you stepped into when you got saved, when you realize the life of God that exists in the spirit, when you realize and able to pull back the layers and see things in the spirit, you'll, you'll realize that you are so righteous and so holy, and guess what? It was all just given to you as a gift. You recognize, man, I'm not worthy of this. I'm not, I don't deserve this, but, but this is what the Lord did in me. This is, what, this is who he made me anyway. Oh man, I don't, I don't, I'm not, I, there's no way I deserve the Lord prospering me and the Lord providing for me and the Lord healing me, but I pull back the, I pull back the curtain and see the spirit and it's like, I'm, I was healed 2,000 years ago. I was provided for at the cross when Jesus became poor so that me through his poverty would become rich, 2 Corinthians 8, 9. Those are all things that are, that are existing in the spirit realm and when I don't focus on those and I don't think about those, I won't experience them. And so I'll live short of it. I'll just go around thinking, oh man, life's tough. Life's, life's hard. Everything's against me all the time. It's like, 
well, is that true? What, what scripture is that? Is that, is that a... Is that a spirit? Are you looking at the things which are seen or the things which are unseen? And by looking at the things that are unseen, it'll allow that to permeate the things which are seen. That's how we get things from the spirit into the natural is by we look at them, we're thinking about them, we'll start speaking according to that. What's in your heart? Jesus said, out of the abundance of your heart, your mouth will speak. So all of a sudden, you'll be speaking life. You'll be speaking abundance. You'll be speaking health. You'll be speaking all these things. And the spoken word will produce exactly what it's supposed to produce. So it's just this chain reaction of how do I affect the outside? How do I get circumstances to change? I I have to change what's going on in here. I have, to, I have to get my mind into a place where I can perceive exactly what's true spiritually. And by doing so, I'm going to align myself with the will of God. I'm going to see things the way he sees them. And that means I'm not gonna be opposed to him because if I'm, what the, what the scripture says there in, uh, in Romans 8 is uh, that the carnal mind is enmity towards God or it's opposed to God. Like, I don't want to be opposed to God. Well, that's what happens when we just aren't focused on things that are true spiritually. We're net in our minds. We're, we're already opposing what he's doing. We're opposing what he's, what he's already done. We're not focused on it so we can't experience it. He loves us so much. He's provided so much. He cares so much about each individual situation in this room. He wants to see you so overcoming every obstacle. He's provided that. He's, he's set it all up. He's foreseen every circumstance. He's foreseen every problem you'd face. He's foreseen even the knuckleheads that you would run into, that would try to oppose you, that would tear, try to tear you down. And he said, if you'll just ignore that and just, just forgive them, walk past them, don't hold that against them, and just keep going down the path that I've created for you, you're gonna walk into all these things that I've provided. Just have to get your mind on it and your mind off of this stuff. This stuff will just weight you down. It'll hold you back. And it's something that you have to intentionally do. It's a decision that you make. When do you make it? When those thoughts come, when the thought comes to go carnal, when the thought comes to, to be distracted by lack, be distracted by what others are doing, be distracted by maybe it's pain, maybe it's, maybe it's a doctor's report. When those thoughts come, I have to counter those with what? With what's, what's true spiritually. Because if I'm, if I'm going to sit there and dwell on the, the natural thing, I'm gonna experience death. So what do I have to focus on? I have to focus on what's true spiritually. What's that? What the Lord said, and it goes right back to what we were talking about. It'll be unto me exactly what you said, Lord. What you said, it'll be unto me. I have to keep going back there over and over and over again. If If I don't intentionally do that, death will reign. Death will be my experience. We'll be saying, God, why? What's going on? And he's saying, I gave, I gave it to you. I, I, I've given you everything you need. I've made 100% a, a way of escape over him. every temptation. I've put everything and provided it through the cross. It's already yours. It's just in you spiritually. 
We have been blessed with all spiritual blessings. Where? In heavenly places. So if my mind's focused on earthly things, I'll miss out on my heavenly blessings. I'll just, I just won't, I won't experience them. And so the Lord's put these things in front of us and he's, and he's even saying tonight by his spirit, if you will intentionally focus on me, because that's, that's number one, he's, he's the first thing that we should look to or first one we should look to when we're talking about the unseen. I'm looking to him. He's the author and the finisher of my faith. When I'm looking at the Lord, everything's going the right direction. When I'm looking at Jesus, I'm walking on water. When I take my eyes off him and distracted by carnal things, I'm sinking like Peter did, right? So I have to look to him. I have to be focused on him. I have to be, and, and with that, I'm focused on what he said. What did you say? What did you, what, what's true according to your word? What's true according to what is in reality? See, I think what happens is sometimes we get so carnally minded that we prioritize, we will prioritize in our own hearts truth based on carnal things. It's like, well, you don't understand. I feel this pain. Okay, so is that more of a priority? Are you prioritizing that being true over what God said? So is, the, is what's carnally true to you or is what's spiritually true to you and, and it'll be unto you according to which one you prioritize. And which one you focus on will be the one in which grows. And when, it, when, it's grow, when, you're, when you're focused on the spirit and what the Lord said, that'll grow to a place where it's like, that pain, that, that, don't, don't worry about that, that's, that's nothing. I'm not gonna pay attention to that. That's, that's actually contrary to what God said. So it's vile, it's foul, it's something that I don't give any heedance to, I don't give any credence to, I don't, I don't put any weight in that. What do I put my weight on? What, what the Lord said, because that's spiritually true. And spirits, spirit, what's spiritually true will be eternal. Carnal is just gonna be temporary. It's just for a moment. So I have to focus on the things that are eternal. I have to put my mind on things that, uh, that are uh, absolutely true spiritually, and that will produce in me the life of God. The scriptures say, he whose mind is stayed upon the Lord, he will keep in perfect peace. So it's like, that's, that's, a, that's an intentional, I'm staying here. And sometimes there's a whole lot of noise outward. Sometimes the, the, what the world's saying is loud. Sometimes the offense and the, what someone's done to you, that's a loud voice. The voice of the Lord is a still small one and you can really easily ignore it if you're not intentional about focusing on it and going saying, Lord, what, what about what you said? What did you say about this situation? What did you say about this person? What did you say about this circumstance of some kind, and if my mind will keep going there, that voice will just become stronger, it'll become stronger, and the distractions will, be, will fade away, and you can get so focused on things spiritually that you just, you don't even consider the natural stuff. It's just not, it's like, how did, uh, how did Abraham end up receiving the promise of God regarding a child? 
He got so focused on the promise. And it says he didn't consider the deadness of Sarah's womb or his own body in his own age, his old age. He didn't focus and he didn't even consider that. He intentionally had to keep his mindset on Abraham, I have made you a father of many nations. Lord, you said that, and because I deem you faithful, be it unto me according to what you said. I, I, I don't care what my body looks like. I don't care what, how barren my wife is. What did you say? And that's, that's the only, I'm gonna get so focused on that. And by doing that, he experienced the life of God. He experienced the promise. He was able to endure to the end to where he saw the manifestation of that word. Without, without that intentional act that he did, I don't think he becomes father of many nations. I don't think he becomes uh, the father of our faith because it's faith that produced the, the, the result of the word of God being uh, manifest in his life. So what has the Lord said to you? What is the Lord, what is the Lord spoke in your life? What, do you, what is something that we maybe aren't focusing on that we should be? What are areas where we can go, yeah, I've let my mind go too carnal here. I've let my mind get into a place where I'm missing what God's life is supposed to bring. Because we, we all have them. We all have areas we can grow. No, one, no one's doing it perfectly that I know. So, so this is like, yep, what, where on this spectrum of spiritually minded are we? And I think we all can move more spiritual. And I don't think that's gonna mean weird. I don't think that's just gonna mean that you're just, all I have to say, everything's 100% scripture. It's like, no, that's not, that's not what we're talking about. We're not talking about not being able to relate to one another. We're talking about thinking and focusing our minds on things that the Lord has said and thinking about what the Lord has made true spiritually. Amen? Amen. Amen. Let's all stand up. I think it's good when we hear a word from the Lord about something, that it's good to do something that, if, if at all possible, that connects us to that, to where it's like, we're not gonna just leave and go, well, hopefully we get our minds right. It's like, let's take an opportunity to get our minds on the things of God. Let's get our minds stayed on him and, and on his promise. So I would encourage us now as we, as, as we um, begin to just shift our focus on him, put our minds and set our minds on the things which are unseen. I, I encourage you to just let all the other distractions fade away. Let the people around you fade away. I don't even care if you let my voice fade away. I want you to be so lost in your focus on him. And watch, you're the, what you're going to experience is, is life. It's gonna be peace. Who he is will start to permeate your soul. It'll start to change your mind. <laughs> He's a God of love. He's a God who cares. Father, we focus on you. We set our minds on things above. Lord, we determine right now that your word and what you've spoken 
That's what shall be unto us. So we're gonna focus it on now, right? What you've said, what you've promised, the things that you've declared are true. We're gonna focus on those. Lord, your words are eternal. They're spirit. We thank you, Lord. We don't have to be subject to death, but we get to experience your life. You're an amazing God. Thanks for joining us for the message today. I trust it has been a blessing and a help to your life. You know, the most important thing we could ever do is to receive salvation, to receive eternal life. You know, Jesus died for our sins. He paid the price, and it's available to every single one of us. Would you like to pray today? Say it from your heart. Say it out loud. Dear God in heaven, I believe in you. I repent of my sins. I believe that Jesus died for me on the cross. He suffered in my place. He died so I could live. He was raised from the dead, and he's alive today. I receive him now as my Savior. I confess Jesus is Lord. Listen, friend, if you prayed that prayer with me today, congratulations, you're in, you're saved, you're right with God. I would love to hear from you so we can send you some additional material to help you in your walk and relationship with God. Please text the word SAVED to 208-314-2660. Also, I'd like to invite you to join us for a live service this coming Sunday, and you are more than welcome to be here. Visit our website at lcboise.com for all of the current service times. Thanks again for joining us today. God bless you.